Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda Dundalk and Cavan. Our service departments are open with all HSC and government guidelines in place to keep you and our staff safe. Sales are click and deliver only through our website, blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone Motors. Welcome to Late Lunch this Friday, the final Friday of the month of February. Uh, I won't be annoying you with my mispronunciation of the month anymore. It's over. It's the shortest month of the year. I get slagged a lot about that. You know what I mean? That I can't say the F in February. I do. That's what I I always pronounce in February. Anyway, it's almost over. It's the final Friday. Welcome to the show. We have lots of chatting guests for you as usual over the next couple of hours. I conclude my Adele story with a wonderful song. We have sport with Leon Blanche. Rick Cronje brings us a couple of cracking recommendations. Yes, he's the virtuoso of Vino. Two lovely bottles to tell you about. And I'm sure the sky's the limit when we chat to John Cairns and Kira Burke. They're always people with opinions. If you want to get in touch with us on the show, 086 658 is the WhatsApp or text number. You can call in on 185715958. Straight to business this afternoon. Now, my first guest, he's not 17. He's not cool out or anything like that. In fact, he's a plumber from Cavan. He is a grown-up family and he's just developed into the most massive hit on TikTok. And he's on the line, Ned Carlin. Good afternoon. Hello. Ned, are you there? Yeah, mate. How's the form? Are you well? I'm not a bother, me, thank God. I'm not a bother. Tell us this. You're, you're not 17. Do you mind telling me what age you are? I'm 57. Oh, Jesus, you're a few years older, it is right indeed. And what's a boy like you doing driving everybody potty on TikTok? In fact, making everybody laugh their bottoms yeah. off. Oh, no, it's funny. It started off as a bit of cracking. So we got a great response, so we decided to keep doing it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Ned. Yeah. Ned, when did you start? Was this back in March last year at the start of lockdown? Yeah, we're nearly a year now, Oh, why? are you? <laughs> All right, so you're you're well established. I'll tell you one thing. Do you know what you've had to make me do? I had to join TikTok to have a look at you. So I'm in there now too. God bless me. And to have a look at all the, the, the little videos you are putting up. I tell you something. I smiled when I saw you eating the eggs at the breakfast table. Aye, I had the bread, the real butter. <laughs> and, the, and the loaf bread, and the... Ned, you can't eat eggs, you know, boiled eggs in the shell without messing up the table, can you? Oh, God, no, it's, just not, it's, it's no fun unless you do. <laughs> Tell me this. We bought, a, we bought a few side plates since now, we had no side plates <laughs> that day. <laughs> no, keep eating them the way you are. I love it. Don't change that at all. Tell me this. Do you know the Aaron jumper you're wearing in one of them there? Where did you pick that up? Uh, I think we bought it down in, I think, in Kilkenny or somewhere around that part of the country when we were away on a weekend, myself and Rosa. Right. I tell you, it looks well. On the side of the road. 
<laughs> it looks well. It really looks fresh. You do, it's not something you, you pull out every day of the week, is it, to throw on? I know. It'll be a special occasion, too. Ah, I knew that. I knew that. I said, Jeepers, there he is. He has the Val Dunican look on him today. It would have to be fairly kind of the way that. <laughs> <laughs> it would. would have come in handy the last couple of weeks. I know uh, you're a great football fan as well. And Cavan last year, Jesus had a great year, hadn't you? I did with Mighty. Mighty. Mm. Mighty year, that. And three All-Stars as well. Like. Oh, just bet the band so it did all together to get three in there with the with the All-Conquering Dubs team. But tell me this. You know, Cavan, normally you'd be at the games and you'd be celebrating afterwards... How did you did you make up for that? What did you do? Oh, just we had a great celebration now. <laughs> Have you? Oh, just we had a mighty evening after when we won the Ulster final. Had you? So we did, yeah. I was in my own wee set up at the back of the house there. So you so see, they had the counter and have a pint and mighty sing song and the whole lot. So you still did celebrate? I was to ask you that. So you've made you have your own little set up at home now. Oh, yeah, well, I built a garden shed there, you know, and I split it in the middle because in case there be any rows over where the furniture was going, and it, when I split it in the middle one evening, see, the next morning I went out and it, it was the exact height for the counter. So I turned it into I turned it into a pub, well, two pubs. <laughs> so one side, one side is the square bar and the other side is the lemon. <laughs> Two locals at home, you see. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the, the 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 places you'd frequent in Baileyborough if you were able to go for a pint, is it? Yeah. Uh, well, the lemon and the square now would be my two favourite, all right, yeah. So, Ned can't go to them, folks, but he set them up in his own back garden. He has his own yeah. private. What? Oh, yeah. I, I, I go to the lemon on a Saturday evening and then I finish up in the square then for the music, you know. Well, God Almighty, there's no stopping you, that's for sure. You have it on your own doorstep. Now, let's bring your daughter into the conversation. She's on the other line there. Jane. Hello, Jane. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Is it you put this afoot, or did you spot that this man is hilariously funny naturally? Well, we're kind of used to his antics um, ourselves. But, um, yeah, I saw a rhythm one day, and I asked him if... And, um, he just couldn't get the grass of it at all. So we were laughing for so long that I turned the camera on and uh, it just kind of went from there. And it has taken legs because you have a massive number of followers here at home, abroad and all over the place. So you yeah. are the one that puts the little pieces together and fires them up onto TikTok uh, for uh, Ned. Um you know, as you say, it started in an innocent type of way, but then it took legs. And do you plan this? This is what I want to ask you. Are these sort of off the cuff, or do you say to them, talk about something, or how does it happen? Um, well, so generally I will look up a few riddles, and I try and catch him off guard, but as soon as he sees me turn the camera on him and say, Daddy, he knows what's coming. So uh, <laughs> he perks up a little, and he's nearly laughing before he even starts to talk. Um but there's a couple of videos where he's just talking and I realise that he's about to come out with a gem. So I just start recording and hope for the best. <laughs> OK, so it's a, a mix of both, really. When the riddles exactly. are thrown in, he has a go at those. Or if not, something can just happen off the cuff. He has, exactly. trouble, he has trouble pronouncing the name of a dog. Oh, he does now. He doesn't like those quasies at all. <laughs> <laughs> Ned, did you, get your, did you get your choppers round the pronunciation of them little dogs yet? I don't know. Too, too long a word for me, that one. <laughs> God, it's <laughs> almighty. 
he tends to come up with his own words for things as well. He doesn't uh, call them endorphins either. They're warfins. I don't think he ever heard of a Shih Tzu before, did he, in the context of a dog? No. No, definitely not. <laughs> Uh, so listen, you, you're, you're good. You're good at the riddles. Well, here, Ned, hold on there a second. I was just thinking about you coming on to me, and I said I'll see how good he is at the riddles. And listen, you can help in too. Uh, you can help in yourself as well, Jane. Okay, but we'll okay. throw it. To, we'll we'll test Ned live on radio today oh, yeah, to he's, see. He's the pro. He's the pro. Okay. Now, Ned, listen. I've gone for easy ones. I'm not trying to trip you up here at all. But Ned, listen to this. Here's a here's a riddle for you. What has lots of eyes but can't see? What has lots of A's and can't see? Yeah. Ah. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> Jane? Be an uh, he, he's a uh, buy in time, you see. He does this. Does he? Uh, he'll, he'll get to uh, repeat it a few times. I think I have an idea, but I don't know if I can. Uh, would, it, would it be an eagle? No. No, it's not an eagle. It's not an eagle. Jane, do you want to help him? It's a potato. It is a potato, yes. What has lots yeah. of eyes but can't see? Come on, Ned. Come on, Ned. Now, listen, you're <laughs> under pressure here. Here's another one, Ned. Now, Ned, this is simple. Think about your think about your kitchen here, OK? Ned, what has legs but doesn't walk? What has legs but doesn't walk? Yeah. Well, you will look at a table or a table. Ah, you buy it, you buy it. <laughs> you got that one so easy. So that was, that was too easy. What has many teeth? But can't bite. What has many teeth but can't bite, Ned? Many teeth that can't bite. Yes. Now, Ned, you're married to a hairdresser, so you should get this one. Oh, a comb. Ah, you see, you have it, yes. Good job, good job. Jane, good on you. Good on you. You're saving his bacon on live radio this afternoon. Here, we'll try one more. Let me see. Let me get I'll get it. I'll get another one. Um, oh yeah, well this is easy. This is easy, Ned. Now listen to this. What has words but never speaks? What has words but never speaks? A book. Ah, indeed it has. You're too good. I'm giving up. Yeah, you're a pro at this. Ah, you're too good for me. You're too good for me. That's for sure. Oh, you see, I'm, I'm eating here now. You see, I'm not hungry. And when I'm not hungry, I'm very intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell you one thing. Never mind the. You're always eating and drinking. Any of these TikToks I've looked at, there's nearly food involved in every, and most of them anyway. It's the only time. What are you saying, Jane? It's the only time he sits. He sits still. Oh, I see. He's, he's always he's a busy man. Yeah, he is, and yeah. he works hard. I know that. And you're a plumber, aren't you, by trade? Tell us this. Um, the points again. As you missed them in the locals, there. Jeez, how do you down one in in one single gullop, Ned? <laughs> well, in fairness, now I didn't. I stopped. <laughs> I don't I think. I was always fairly good at drinking. <laughs> I'll tell you this, you must have no swallow because she just went down lock, stock and barrel in one breath. Oh, if you were drinking a pint of Guinness in the lemon on the square, that's the way it'll go down, it's too nice. <laughs> and do you get the taste of it even gulloping it down so quick? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, surely. <laughs> I'll tell you, I was looking at you and thinking, my God. You're making, I... me, you're making me jealous now. I think I, I, think I want to go home and have one. <laughs> 
<laughs> Talk about you being jealous. I'm jealous here myself, to be honest with you, thinking about it. Anyway, right, this... Come over when the lockdown's over. Come uh, over. Do you know what? Do you know what? I will. I will. Please, God, when we can get out of the 5K, so I'll have to go and meet you because you're a gas man altogether. And I'd say to listeners today, if you're on TikTok or can't have a look at it, check him out. He's in there. Is it Ned or Ned's or he's in us, Jane? Neds or Carolyn yeah. on TikTok and he is a rake of followers and you just you, you would just smile and laugh and I wanted to talk to you today to bring a bit of joy to the airwaves and, and point people in your direction to have a look at you uh, as well poor Linda she ran off her feet in that pub which is the machine uh, the lemon oh the lemon God bless lemon. her yeah, yeah. yeah with a man like that you Put me on another one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have another. Listen, lovely to talk to both of you. I wish you well and uh, keep up the fun, Jane. It's great on TikTok. It's wonderful. Thank, Thank you. Very much. Take care of yourself. Good luck, Ned. See you now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Ned's or Carolyn and his daughter, Jane. It's so funny. He really... And and it happened. It did. It happened by accident. And they've just been at this since. The eggs, the Aaron jumper, misspellings. Dogs that he never heard of. Oh, you name it. Have a look at him. He's a very, very funny man and a naturally funny man as well. Do you know what I was thinking? Here. Going to do this now on the show. Wait till I just open this out. Okay, here we go. I have a riddle for you listening to me today in Late Lunchland. Are you ready? Here's the riddle. And sure, Eamon will chip in with an L prize for us. I'm sure he will. There'll be a prize for this if you get it right. Okay. Are you ready? Here's the riddle for late lunch listeners this afternoon on Late Lunch. Listen carefully. What begins with an E and only contains one letter? What begins with an E and only contains one letter? Answers please. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me and we look after one of you out there this afternoon. Late Lunch, LMFM Radio. Stay with us. Short break. I will. I'll give it to you once more. Just for you, because I'm an old softy. I really am. The riddle is, what begins with an E and only contains one letter? What begins with an E and only contains one letter? What's the answer? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text as soon as you can and we'll look after somebody out there in late lunch today with a little gift. I want to say a big thank you to the ladies in the radiology department in Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital who looked after me really well early this morning. It was great and thank you indeed for your kindness. And just one other thing I said I'd mention to you today. I was in with my GP recently and the vaccines are rolling out. I may have mentioned it earlier in the week. But the joy, I was just told the joy of people over 80 to receive the vaccines. They've never seen the likes of it. Some people, folks, haven't been out for a whole year. They got dressed up. They cried when they went in for the vaccines. I'm relaying this to you. I was told it directly. And they're so happy. The relief is palpable. Isn't that great to hear? There is light at the end of the tunnel. And it's coming for all of us, I assure you. Did you hear the news? Frazier is back. The wonderful US sitcom. It aired on NBC in America from 93 to 2004 and it's coming back. They're remaking it. Now some of the characters, one in particular has passed on and others they're not sure about but they've committed to making it again late this year or early next year. I loved it. Look, let's remind ourselves of Frasier and you're going to hear now, here's Frasier. He's lost his daytime slot on radio. He's been shifted to the graveyard slot in the middle of the night. Not bad enough. He's trying to sleep during the day in a busy apartment occupied by his dog Eddie Daphne is living housekeeper Dad Martin and brother Niles and uh, the psychiatrist Frazier himself here he is at breaking point oh, for God's sake. 
I am trying to get some sleep. I asked you to keep that dog quiet, and instead you outfit him with a megaphone. In the last 36 hours, I haven't had so much as a nap, and I've got to be back at the station by 2 a.m. Eddie, listen carefully. By the time this day is up, one of us is going to sleep. Oh, don't worry, Dr. Crane. I'll take Eddie for a walk. And as far as your problem at work goes, if you want my opinion... Don't! I had my share of women's opinions for the week between the station's new Reich's Chancellor and Rosa's incessant whining. As far as I'm concerned, your entire sex can put a sock in it. Boy, you never let me get away with a comment like that. Even the best of us can get a bit cranky when we're overtired. All Dr. Crane needs right now is a little peace and quiet. Eddie! Damn it! <laughs> oh. Morning, Daphne. Hello. Where are you off to? Oh, I'm taking Eddie for a walk. By yourself? Yes, of course. Why not? <laughs> it's dangerous out there. You never know when you might need... One of these. A starter's pistol? Oh, I don't think so, Dr. Crane, but thanks for the thought. How did she know it wasn't a real gun? Fooled the servants, even the ones who spent years fleeing hunters. You bought a starter's pistol? Yes. You see, as long as Maris thinks it's real, it makes her feel secure, but this way, no one can get hurt. Morning, Fraser. Just getting up? Just getting up! Are oh, you out of your mind? A gun just went off in here! Niles bought a starter's pistol. And there's no need to get snippy. Accidents happen, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I snippy? I didn't realize it was too much to ask that there not be gunplay in my living room! You know, Niles, you shouldn't have any kind of gun, really. Come to think of it, now that Mr. Sunshine's home during the day, maybe I shouldn't either. Just relax. Won't be long before my loyal fans protest. And the afternoon slot is once again home to the compassionate and lovable Dr. Fraser Crane. Now get the hell out, Bobby. Can't wait for it to come back. Simply brilliant comedy. Fraser is on the way back. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Friday afternoon. It's the Cranberries. Dolores O'Riordan and the Cranberries. Go your own way on Late Lunch this Friday afternoon. Go nowhere. Stay with us. I promise you, you'll enjoy the next hour and a half to half three. We have lots coming up on the show. I want to say a big thank you. I think it's John or perhaps Joan to Larry Clark and to Sheila Maloney. I say hello to Sheila again. She's you've all, They've all sent me in donations for Slav and I look after them for you. I promise you. Sheila, wish you well. I hear you're on the road to recovery. We love you. We do here on LMFM Radio and hopefully you'll be home again soon. Sheila's in hospital and has been seriously ill lately, but she's on the mend and we wish her well. Don't uh, forget, Slav, 16 years of age, saw an update from him this morning. More chemotherapy and treatment to undergo. I'm walking 40 days, 40 minutes at least a day. I've given up the alcohol. 
I want to highlight his case. I'm supporting him. I'm contributing for every kilometre I walk and what I save on alcohol for the 40 days and nights. If you can help me, help Slav, please do. GoFundMe.com, Oxygen for Slav, Every euro appreciated. Up next on Late Lunch, after news and weather at two, well, anything could happen. It's uh, loose talk, is it, or straight talking, or whatever you want to call it, with John Kearns and Kira Burke. Time for a bit of straight talking on the show, and do they talk straight? Yes, I'm joined again by John Kearns. He's now a columnist with the Irish Mirror, and Kira Burke, of course, the owner of Sage and Stone in Delique, and a woman with opinion, one of our women with opinions for years. John Kira, hello. Jerry, happy Friday afternoon. Happy Friday afternoon to yourselves. I hope we can keep it happy, but let's see where we go. John Cairns, first off. Hey, Jerry. John, great to talk to you again. You just went ballistic on Facebook the other night. You lashed out and you said to the young people of Ireland, get out of this country, emigrate. John, where will they go? Well, if I was them, I'd be seriously looking at going to Canada, Switzerland, Spain. Anywhere bar this banana republic at the moment because that's what it is. You know, we've a bunch of clowns running in our running our country. And that's a fact. Why do you say that, John? Why do you say that? I'll tell you why I say it, Jerry. I looked at that speech by Mihal Martin the other night, and this is nothing personal. I know Mihal Martin quite well. And there was absolutely no inspiration. And there was no real straight talking. The people of this country are not stupid. We all know we can't open up everything until we get most of the people vaccinated. Right? We all know that. Yep. Well, all people wanted was a little chink of light, a couple of little things that can make a huge difference in their lives because they're tired, they're fatigued, they're sick of the government, they're sick of nothing, I can tell you that much. right? And there's no empathy between the doctors who are making all the decisions and the government and the people in this country, one out of four of whom are living all 350 euros a week. And all people want was to be able to, you know, what they could have done was increase the 5K to 10K. It would have made a big difference to a lot, a lot of people. Let the kids play a bit of sport. You know, let yep. them be a little bit of golf or tennis. Just a couple of simple things. Let's, you know, let everybody have, you know, one person over to the house in their back garden. There's a couple of things they could have done, right? And they didn't do. There was absolutely no hope, Right. A lot of our politicians, if they were in the private sector, they wouldn't last a day. They are not leaders. Stephen Donnelly is an absolute nightmare as Minister for Health. Now, I'd accept, you know, he's, over, he's, he's got too much on his plate. Right? We should have a minister for vaccines. And while all of this is going on, we're still arguing about, you know, the back door is still open. We spent hundreds of thousands of putting in a new security system to the country. And we're leaving the back door open for every... Tom, Dick and Harry, who wants to come into Ireland and bring the disease back in from every corner of the world. I mean, it's nuts. No. It's just so stupid. It is un- and that's why I got so frustrated. Because if you're a young person, and our young people have really suffered in this pandemic, and they don't get any credit, you know, for their patience and their tolerance. And we, by the end of April, we'll have been locked down for eight out of the last 12 months. Yeah, it's an awful we long time. The longest lockdown in the whole of Europe. In the whole of Europe. John, it's look... It's the longest in the world, Jerry. I, you, you make some very valid points there, but there's ones I want to come back to in a second. But I just want to bring Kira in. Kira, do you agree with all John is saying there? I do. I do agree. Um, I, I don't agree with 
any government been been able to do um, uh, a catch-all. I mean, Boris Johnson made an announcement the other night that is a promise to his people. And I really hope that it works for him and it doesn't backfire. I think we're going down the very, very safe route. Uh, it's like, it's sorry, John, it's so frustrating for me because I'm out of work. You're at least in work still. I'm out of work. So it's frustrating for me. It's frustrating for my, my um, staff. I, you know, I just... Batting down the hatches, I'm trying to be as positive as I can. It is so hard for young people, but they can't emigrate anywhere because my daughter was to go to Canada for college and she can't go. You can't go. Like, you know, they can't go anywhere. So, like, uh, Italy are after introducing a new lockdown. I yep. haven't opened the, the pubs and restaurants and everything in the, over the last six weeks. So, like, I don't, I certainly don't want another lockdown. I want us to gently vaccinate ourselves out of this. So, and therefore, Kira, can when I... When we're s- done, when we've yep. everyone done, then we can, we have to live with COVID, whatever strains come in. I don't think we'll ever have a lockdown again. And I hope we don't ever have a lockdown again. But if everyone is vaccinated, then we can get on with our lives. Yeah, and... Uh, John, I'll bring you in a second. I just want to say this. You're so right there. Italy are back in lockdown, yeah. having made some steps forward. There's a lesson in that. Finland have had to close now for three weeks. You cannot emigrate anywhere. You will not get into the States, Australia, New Zealand, yeah. Canada. You cannot go anywhere at the moment. And who would want to go to the States when 70 million people uh, voted for uh, Donald Trump and the UK? It's ruled Britannia again there since they left the EU. But anyway, look, Kira, just... Uh, well, about- just, Jerry, just make a point. When I was talking about emigrating on Facebook, I wasn't talking about emigrating at this moment in time. Right. I'm talking about when the dust settles and places start opening up. Emigrate, get out of here, because <clears throat> this place at the moment is doomed. From what I can see, this country, unless there's massive changes, is completely doomed. John, John. we have clowns, clowns running it. John. You know, that's what we have. I don't agree. agree. John, John, one second. Let Kira in there. Why why don't you agree with that, that that we should, young people should abandon the country? This is an unprecedented pandemic that I don't know if anyone in the world could actually foresee and manage it properly. I mean, I don't know what you would do, John, but, um, like, this is something that is absolutely out of control and out of people's hands. And and it's a new thing for... I mean, I I think in one way, Simon Harris should have kept the job and not Stephen Donnelly because he had a year at least or six months of dealing with the pandemic and and he had a lot of skills. So here's Stephen Donnelly who was on the opposition and had to get get his head around a whole new um, scenario and, like, just leave um, Harris in. He had already got the skills and the know-how and let him continue with the Mm. job. But then it's all political. And this is the bullshit that goes on in this country, is everything is political. And, but, you know, it, there's no country in the world that's any different. So we just have to deal with... I, I felt that Leo was a better talker in terms of he was more articulate, more straight. He's a straight talker. I mean, you know, he, Claire Byrne gave him an awful stick about coming out and saying that Neffet, uh, all those doctors in Neffet will never be on the pandemic unemployment. And he was dead right. They will never be under in the, in the pandemic unemployment payment because they all have their secure jobs. So, of course, they're going to say, you know, yeah, shut down the country, whatever. What about all of us people? And like Leo Varadkar said, you know, I'm never going to be on the pandemic unemployment. So it's easy for me to say, but what about all the people who are? But, Do you know what I mean? But, Kira, can I say this? No matter what he said, and, and I put this to both of you, uh, what they've done now is, and I look at this, Patrick's Day was coming up. We saw the disaster last year from Cheltenham, what happened there. Easter is early April, and they are being cautious, as you said, Kira. I think, and I, I, I say this, I put my cards on the table. I trust science and Neffet. 
I trust them, even though it rails against, you know, the economy and business and everything. But if we don't trust science and Neffet, yeah. I think we're in massive trouble, John Cairns. Well, I wouldn't trust Neffet at all. I do trust science, but I just think that the guys that we have are absolutely shocking. There's no excuse for Ireland having the longest lockdown in Europe. Uh, John, can I just say something there? The reason we have the longest lockdown in Europe is because people are still drinking in pubs. They're still going into um, small little um, bars and, and little homemade bars and she beans. And they're going to wakes and they're having, they're having piss-ups and they're going to parties. I know parties that are going on in the league every weekend. Um, some of the pubs have, have been open in around Drogheda and um, I'm not mentioning any, but you know yourself. It's happening. On a, it's happening and it's happening now. And um, like we can't... Uh, uh, we can't deny that it's happened. So um, I think that's a call from Ed. I think that's a phone call from Donnelly there in the background. I hear a phone ringing. No, but it's, it's happening. They're the ones that are causing this pandemic to spread. I mean, you know, stop. Can you get people to stop doing what they're doing in terms of socialising with people? I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing, and most people are. Ninety percent of people are. John, you've just made a statement there, and with no evidence. Back it up. I don't I know. I have that. evidence. I'm, I'm not going to say it on online. On, 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 I've, I've guarded away that I know happened. Go on, Kira, let John in. Can I finish? Please? Yeah, go on, John. Go on, go on. I'm talking about the whole of the country. I don't know of any pubs that's open in Drogheda. I don't. I, you know, I don't know of any sheep either in Drogheda. You know, um, so I well, don't. I think you're very no, innocent then. Well, I may be innocent, but I certainly don't know of them. Um, and I think that's a bit unfair. I think there's a lot of decent publicans in Drogheda who are observing all the rules. Mm. There are most people in this country. And then it's very unfair to say that everybody's having parties. I had a very quiet Christmas. I, I don't know if anybody... Does John, I'm not saying everybody. No, I'm saying I'm there is a massive cohort of people who are. Excuse me, I didn't interrupt you, so please... Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. We're all right. We're friends here. Go on, John. Yeah, I didn't interrupt you. Go on. Okay? So you've made a sweeping statement there. I don't know. I, don't, I, ha- I have very little faith in Nefit because I feel they have no connection with the people. Even what you call them, Roman Glynn admitted last night, they've never really uh, looked at the effects their decisions have had on the economy when they're making these decisions at the press conference. You know, they've never really talked enough about uh, the economic impact these decisions have had. You know, this lockdown has been horrendous. It's been really, really genuinely tough on people. So it has. Now, we have to go with the science. I've, I've no issue with that at all. Never are saying, oh, we want data. We don't want dates. But business would like to see some dates. Now, as I said to you at the start, I am not for one second saying that we should open up the whole country up, not in a million years at this moment, until everyone is vaccinated. But what I'm saying is all we want is little, little baby steps, little chinks of light to give people some hope. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. I think, and I John... Say, and I just said... I want every young person to emigrate now. But I know if it was me and I was young a year down the line, I would certainly be looking because when I look at how we've managed all of this as a country and how we've managed this, the fact is it's been appalling management by both government and Neffet between them. And there should be no reason why we've had to be the most locked-down nation in the whole of Europe and the third in the world when effectively we're in Ireland. Well, can well, I just say something, John? Yeah, come in. Um, I, I feel that with the UK um, announcing that they're opening up, it has already given people licence to say, Asham, we're all right now. We're going to be open in June. It'll be grand. 
So uh, I feel that with the lockdown, people are a little bit more cautious. But if there's a chink or if there's a light in the tunnel that we've been told about, we'll, the, the floodgates will already start going up, opening that, up. That and one that's one of the reasons that they haven't the given any idea. That's where I have the biggest issue with Netflix. They are treating the people of the country with no respect and treating them like kids. They don't want to give dates because if people get dates, they go mad. But can I can I come in here? Hold on one second. Both of you just no respect. Yeah, I, I want to say something here. A few things, a couple of things. Listen to both of you there. Firstly, uh, I would say Kira is uh, what she said about uh, people, you know, meeting up and perhaps some places opening. I'd say yes, there are cases of that, and and that th- that has happened. Secondly. Uh, I wouldn't hold up the UK as an example to anybody with the second worst number of deaths in the world, over 120,000. The USA have half a million. Uh, nobody has handled this pandemic, in fairness to our people here and ourselves, very few. New Zealand, maybe as an example, Australia to a degree. Elsewhere, Armageddon. All over the world, similar people, bright people in government have failed to grasp this. And I have to say again, John, that Nefid, you know, having connection with the public, Nefid are scientific people. There's a vaccine being developed here in jig time. It is being rolled out and we're a little bit slower than others. But I have to say the way I feel, I was in my GPs yesterday, I feel hopeful. I believe by come summer, we're going to have these huge number of vaccinations out there and in people's arms. And then the vaccine is the only way to get out of this. And that's science. And Paul Moyner, our epidemiologist who joins us every Tuesday, he's been banging on about this. When we get this done, then we're away. And I'll say this one last thing. Paddy's Day and Easter, they don't want people to go mad. And I feel after that, John, we'll be on our way. And can I just say something as well? Don't forget, everyone's saying, oh, the UK are way ahead of us in, in terms of vaccines. They're getting their first dose way ahead of us, right? Mm. But they're not getting their second dose for 16 weeks, which is four months mm. away, right? So, then, so they're taking a chance on giving a half a dose. We're getting fully dosed when we do get them because we're getting our first dose and our second dose pretty much within 10 days or two weeks of each other. So they're getting half of the vaccine. And I think people have, don't even know that. Mm. And I'll tell you, well, well, you have to, Jerry. It's not a competition between us and Britain. No, 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 no. 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 Like, it's, it's, it's not. You know. So what I'm talking about is the damage that these lockdowns have done. Yes, and I accept, well, John. We all agree. Yeah, we all we're not disagreeing on that. Been, and it's been horrendous. Yes, it really has. It has. And it has. For young families with children, mm. it's easy enough for us. Our kids are all grown up. You know. Yep. Um, well, my kids aren't grown up. I have four teenagers sitting at home. I have one in college uh, who is living in a house in Dublin uh, just to, because of her own mental health. She couldn't stay at home any longer. And uh, I have three teenagers at home. And they're homeschooling. And I tell you, it's not easy on them. And they're right. dying to see their friends. They're dying to get back to school. And it's, it's been really tough. Well, listen, will I, will I tell you, Bob, because time is going to beat us here. We can talk on about this. And John makes valid points, and you certainly do, Kira, as well. And I just wanted to, to say what, what I feel about it before we finish up, because we finish up soon. And let's finish up with some positivity for the clients who are listening to us. There. By, by the way, I'm getting great reaction here on the text and uh, WhatsApp. I'll come back to them. Uh, both of you, uh, well, John, I hear you have the sand worn off the beaches. Uh, you're up and down every day, and you're marching out there, and uh, you're exercising like mad. How is it going? It's going great, yeah. I, I, I've, uh, I'm walking away. I, I, I urge everybody. I, I think the only way to get through all of this is to get out into the fresh air every day. 
and um, even if it's for an hour or a half, an hour or yeah. two hours, or whatever time you have, can. I, and especially with the evenings getting brighter now, I try and spend as much time out of the fresh air. I mean, I walk about three or four hours a day. I'm semi-retired, so, uh, and uh, I do a few stories a day, keep me busy for the mind, in the mornings and then in the afternoons. I tend to go out, you know, I've got a routine, and I just love getting out in the fresh air. I'm blessed I live beside the beach here in Chairman Second. And it's just wonderful. Like, you, know, you couldn't have a better place to spend lockdown yeah. on here yeah. than where we are. And it's certainly, when your kids are all gone and grown up, it makes it much easier. It's definitely much easier for our generation than, than people with young children, which I, I really simplify. Yes, yes. And Kira, Kira, uh, I hear you're dumping all the, the gear when the lockdown is, is lifted eventually, and you're buying all this bright gear and Lycra stuff and everything. Yeah, I'm dumping my Lycra and all my tracksuits and... Uh, you know what, Jerry? I just I just noticed I was delivering hampers uh, before Christmas, right? And I was delivering them to people who are working from home. Mm. And three o'clock in the day, whatever, there'd be still people in their pajamas. I'd look desperate, uh, absolutely desperate. They hadn't had been out. They were looking at the screen all day in their pajamas or in a tracksuit. And and I just said, you know what? When we're all vaccinated, can we all just make an effort to look not? I'm on, I'm going to buy you a lovely shirt, Jerry, with fish on it oh, to remind you of your your lovely fishing days. And I'm just going to write, have brighter, put on a bit of lipstick, and just look positive. Good woman, I absolutely. It was suit and short and tie, be fabulous. Exactly. Yes. Well, I agree, John. I agree. I think that yeah, we've lost our sense of, you know. I'll tell you what, I'd love to know as a she being in the league because I could do with a good drink. Now, listen, none of I'm that. Are, uh, at the moment. Uh, you're being watched from afar and from near as well, Mr. Kieran. None of that. Keep the keep our lit and keep our tight for the next few weeks and we'll all see brighter days ahead. Listen, great talking to both of you. Uh, value your opinions always. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, Jerry. Take Thank care. You. John Kieran's there from the Irish Mirror and Kira Burke, who is the proprietor of Sage and Stone in Delique. Thanks indeed for all of your comments to the show. Whoever that woman on LMFM is, it was Kira Burke from Sage and Stone in Delique. She'd want to have a bit more respect making claims like that about publicans. If she thinks that's the reason why we're in the situation we are, she's deluded. Good man, John, for standing up for the publicans. I've been in and out of work more times than I can count in the last year. Jerry, I agree so much with Kira, says another listener. That man doesn't realise the awful way he has brought people down even further than we already are listening to him, says Anne. Yes, I agree with some things that have been said, but my hat is taken off to Dr Tony Houlihan, who has uh, many times put this country before his family had a large cost, says Eamon. Thanks indeed for that. Jerry, level lock three lockdown uh, would have been OK, acceptable. This level five is a killer, says Eric in Dundalk. 100% agree with John, says another listener. Good man, John. Kira, get down off your high horse and be realistic, says Union Smith. My God, says uh, Brendan and Carrick. LMFM is someone on who disagrees with the government. Never thought I'd see the day. Well, I can tell you we have plenty of people on here that disagree with the government, and especially if you listen to Michael Reid in the mornings, for sure. The balance there, uh, you obviously don't listen to Michael because certainly there are so many people who voice their opinions there, pro and uh, anti as well, on many, many issues across the board. Thanks indeed, though, for your comment, and so on and so on. They go, I'll come back to them, I promise you. We'll have riddle winners as well for you later on in the show. And I have more requests in for very special birthdays. I'll get to them, I promise you, before the end of the show today. But we move on with one of our regulars and we'll brighten up your day now, I promise you, because he is the virtuoso of Vino. Rick Grange, good afternoon again. 
Good afternoon, Jerry. It seems like I must have uh, should have brought a case of wine <laughs> in. <laughs> ah, Rick. Rick, that's the line of the day for sure. Possibly so, Rick. It might make a big, big difference. But anyway, you haven't brought a case, but you've brought two beautiful bottles that you want to talk about. But before you do, Rick, I just want to uh, say this to you, and maybe you have a view in it for our listeners, because I know you and I have been talking off air. Poor selection of wines on the shelves, Rick. Very poor, Jerry. Very disappointing for this time of the year as well. We... You know, you sort of hope uh, by this time uh, we would have the new harvest in from last year, 2020. Um, but very poor, Jerry. Um, and I know COVID has a big influence on it, but goodness me, one particular uh, web page I looked at had 38 Sauvignon Blanc, 36 Chardonnay, 13 Alberino, and all the other whites were in single figures. Uh, not really a choice, you mm, know, to mm. be honest. Yeah, very yeah, good. You're time. absolutely right, Jerry. Yeah, we are we're really struggling. Okay, and that's uh, the message. If you do go shopping, it's uh, much tighter than normal and for uh, probably a very obvious uh, reason. Now, Rick, you've uh, decided to go to France with both your white and red wine today and to pick them up from Dunn stores. Let's begin with the white. Well, m- rosé, really, uh, Rick. Yes, a rosé for exactly what we just said, uh, Jerry. There wasn't much challenge in what was on the shelf there. And, you know, we try and stick local, try and stick to the supermarkets because that's the sort of the most obvious and the easiest uh, way to to get your wines. And, yes, the first one is a rosé from uh, France, and it's a Piret Fis. Uh, it's a Sinso syrup combination. Now, Pire Fis in French means father and son. And it's from the Michel uh, winery in Languedoc in France. Very, very well known and respected uh, family. And it's 2019. And there's something you want to point out. If you go to Dunn's to get this one, very, very important the year here because the younger one, the 2020, is on the shelf. But you normally talk about rosé in terms of youth, that it's at its best, but not the case here. No, I was rather surprised at that, uh, Jerry. I I took both just in case. Um, And the 2020, funny enough, it just had a slight bitterness to it now. I, I'd like to blame the bottle, but I don't think so, mm. you know. Mm. Um, but the 2019 definitely very well settled. Now, remember, they harvest in September, so it's 18 months for the 2019, yes. you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, maybe, you know, it's the one time where this is uh, perhaps on uh, too young, maybe just needs another year or so in the bottle. Okay, so 2019 for this blend, and there's two grapes in here. And uh, I, I have it, it's very pale, almost salmon pink, isn't it, in the colour? It is, uh, Jerry, lovely colour, very, very uh, pale there. And um, and on the nose, you're going to pick up rose petals straight away and strawberry uh, uh, with it, you know, which mm. is probably the Sinso more than the Syrah, of course. The Sinso is 70% and the Syrah is 30%. Very good. And that's what really attracted me to the bottle was that combination um, of, of, of the grape. Right, grape. OK. I'm not quaffing at the moment for good reason, as you do know, for 40 days and nights, so I'll have to rely on you to tell me. You mentioned strawberries there on the palate. What do you say as regards matching foods? 
Well, on its own, it it would probably be, uh, you know... (laughs) Fine. It'll go very well, (laughs) yeah. But but you've got quite... Quite a variety of foods that will it, it 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 will match. The light spicy dishes, not heavy spicy dishes. Now, grilled chicken on the barbecue. Of course, we've been promised great weather for the weekend, so get it out. And uh, I had a soft blue cheese with it, Jerry, and I thought it went very well with it because I love my cheese now. So I might be a bit biased there. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you feel up to it and you know go that extra mile, sea bass fillet. Steamed with ginger, lemongrass, basil, and garlic. <laughs> now you're talking. I'm the rock. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's 2019. France Dunn stores pair it fills. Father and son, you'll see on the label. We've posted pictures of both the Rick's bottles today on our social media. You can check them out there. They're up on our Facebook page, so you'll be able to see them. Uh, take a note of them. And if you're popping into Dunn's, 885. It's very good value at the price for that beautiful bottle. The first rosé of the season, 2021. Now let's move on to your choice for red. Rick. And again, it's Dunn's and you're staying in France. Yeah, again in France, also Languedoc, south of France, in the Chateau Saint-Mart. And uh, here we have a, a combination, Jerry, of three grapes. The Syrah at 60%, Grenache 30 and Mourvedre 10. So um, a lovely combination, that as well. 2017. Right. So really good age on it. Again, at Dunn's, €12.30, Euro and 30 cent. a real bargain when you consider that we're heading for four years on that. Mm, oh. It's in the bottle a while for sure. This family, the Bonfil family, uh, they're big, they're big, big producers. They're very big producers, uh, Jerry. They, they own a few vineyards and chateaux uh, around uh, the Languedoc area in particular. I think there's 10 in total. And they all... Uh, produce wines with their own label on it. Uh, the total combined area is 406 hectares. That is big for France. Yeah, yeah. It's that a big, big area of land that they yeah. uh, they cover there. Dark, full-bodied, can I say this about it? Uh, what about decanting? You know, would this benefit this wine from decanting? It would. It would. Uh, it would, Jerry. You see, when, when uh, you look at the grape variety, Syrah at 60%. Syrah is a big old grape variety and yes i would go at least 15 minutes decant it let it sit for 15 minutes and uh and then give it a go it will be very strong when you when you get that first sip straight out of the bottle yes and decanting uh, rick is just put it into another container a wide container leave it there do you put it back into the bottle uh, if it survives, yes. <laughs> ah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> if it survives, Jerry, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be ready to drink the next time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, again, yeah. Uh, what are you talking about here? Uh, the weather's improving the weekend, the days are getting longer, we're into March now. Dare I say three letters, BBQ, would I be on the mark there? 100%, Jerry. <laughs> this is really one for the barbecue, you know. Uh, lovely steaks. Um, it, it will just, yeah, it, you just can't go wrong. Even burgers, it will, it will just, it's just, you know, it'll just suit a barbecue. Absolutely, it would do. 
I was actually watching, and I've mentioned them a couple of times. I don't know whether you've seen the programme. Gordon Ramsay, Gino uh, DeCampo and Fred Sirix, uh, they've been travelling around America. But they were in Texas, uh, just interestingly, about this wine you mentioned here with barbecue last week. And there's a lady called Miss Tootsie Tominets, and she works at Snow's Barbecue in Lexington. Rick, she's 85 years young, and she is wow. regarded as the number one person in the States to fire up and cook on a barbecue. And I was just thinking of her in the context of this red, Rick. Oh, absolutely, Jerry. And you know, I, I know you need the weather for it, but goodness me, the, the difference is... You, if you're going to cook, you either cook in the kitchen or you cook out in the barbecue, don't you? So you might yes. as well go for the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, and it's healthy. It's grilled. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Just absolutely. back to the rosé, just a, a question in from a listener uh, yeah. saying, uh, love uh, Rick's recommendations, Jerry, on your show. Thank you very much, whoever you are. Uh, just a quick question for Rick today. As regards um, rosés, what does Rick recommend uh, time-wise, to chill a rosé wine? Yeah, rosés will be fairly low in alcohol now, Jerry. Anything from 11 to 12.5% really goes over that. Again, I wouldn't go more than 20 minutes to half an hour maximum. Otherwise, you'll just kill it off. Mm. So that is plenty. Yeah. You don't need to block freeze it. You know, you often get no. wines and Rick, oh my God, they're so cold. You're not enjoying, aren't you? You're not tasting the wine with that. No, it's closed, Jerry. Uh, it's it's just uh, the nose. Just uh, there's nothing on it because it's it's just like putting a blanket around it, a cold blanket. Um, no, it's it's there's no need to chill more than that. You know, there you are, definitely so. 20, twenty minutes, half an hour maximum. And you're ready to rock and roll then. So just to remind you again, Rick's two today, Dunn Stores, both from France. We posted the pictures on social media. Enjoy. It is March beginning on Monday and they're lovely wines to take you in there on both sides of the equations with a big feast on the barbecue or something lighter with the rosé. Rick, you're wonderful. You really are. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Take care, Jerry. See you next month. See you then, Rick. The wonderful Rick Cronje there, our wine guru, and his recommendations to you on late lunch this afternoon. Anyway, I hope you have a nice weekend. The weather's to be good, it is. It's uh, looking good for this weekend and uh, use the time to get out and about and exercise and uh, I'm getting into the garden the weekend, yeah. I'm in tomorrow to start the sowing. Yes, yeah, time to get in my tomato seeds now and some of the earlies and uh, get carrots into the borders in the greenhouse and things like that. I'm ready to go tomorrow and uh, looking forward to it and something to really look forward to for all gardeners there. It's a great, great time of the year. If you have anything to say to us on late lunch, don't forget the numbers. You should have uh, the numbers handy 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text gets me directly here to the studio. And I will say to you again, make sure you have the LMFM app. Download that app to your phone. It's fantastic because you can bring us with you wherever you go. You can listen to all your favourite shows, our country music station, listen back to podcasts, live when uh, the presenters here right through the day are on air. You have everything you want with the app. Download it now. It's free, the LMFM app, onto your smart device and you'll never be without us and you can join us whenever you wish or wherever in the world when we're free to go wherever we can in this wonderful world. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. We're back after a short break. Remember earlier in the week we were chatting about the 50th anniversary of the Cadbury's cream egg? Well, isn't it ironic or karma? 
today this story has appeared. A golden egg made for a Cadbury's treasure hunt in 1983 has sold at auction. What would you think for? Here it is. €43,300 for the golden egg. They commissioned 12 Cadbury golden eggs as part of its cream egg conundrum with participants solving cryptic clues to give them 12 secret locations across Britain. And people went hunting for these. Only 12 of them there was ever. And uh, that one went for sale. €43,300, £37,000 sterling for the Cadbury egg. There you are. You might have an owl egg stuffed somewhere and you think, well, sure, I'll chuck it out or I'll eat it or something. Hold on to it. You never know. There could be a fortune in that Cadbury's cream egg. Anyway, there's money, isn't there, to be had in them this year to celebrate the 50 years. Uh, Jerry, can you give a big shout out to Kathleen Chute, our friend Kathleen? Ah, oh, yes, of course. That comes in, Kathleen, from K. Roberts. Get well soon. I saw the foot uh, in protective gear last night, Kathleen. You won't be dancing for a while, but you'll be ready to go when we're ready to dance again and get out and jig around the place. Wish you well, Kathleen. You know that always. Deirdre says she's feeling very frustrated. There's no light at the end of the tunnel, Jerry. Her nerves are gone. It's going on now for too long. And people's mental health is suffering. It is. I know it is. We're all finding this time tough, Deirdre. We are. We certainly are. And I am too. And there are days... You know, you say, wow, here we go again, Groundhog Day. But I say to people again, I really say this. I, and I'll say it once more, and Peter's been on to me again to say, Jerry, you say that LMFM uh, allow a dissenting voice. They don't, or don't, the mainstream media don't as well. Professor Dolores Cal, listen, I've read uh, uh, Professor Dolores Cal stuff, and I'll tell you one thing, it should never go on any radio station or be broadcast anywhere. Honest to God, I don't care what anybody says, because the way out of this is vaccination. No matter what you think or what you say, that's what's going to open up the world again. It saved millions of lives in the world, polio being one example, measles, many others as well. That's the way, Peter. Uh, Crackpots will not get airtime. They won't, honestly. That's not what airtime is for. Logical uh, argument and dissenting voices like John's was a while ago, fair enough. But not conspiracy theorists or people like that. Please keep them millions of miles away from me. Uh, Michael's been on to say, John Cairns is a great one. Really enjoyed listening to his interview. We need to get all the vaccinations rolled out before anything else is decided. I agree with you, Michael. Married people as well, Jerry, should receive the vaccinations together. It's ridiculous making them go for vaccinations separately. You have a good point there. I have to say that. That's for sure. Um, I have lots of requests for... Uh, birthdays today. Let me read a few of them for you. This birthday request is for my father, Johnny Trainer from Balagan in Cooley. He's 90 today. That comes in from Seamus, Brendan, Paula and all the children in Sydney and Wagga Wagga in Australia. Johnny, happy birthday, 90 years young. Pat Hannity, hello Pat, it's your birthday today. Ruth, Fiona, Brian and your lovely wife Margaret. Love you to bits and wish you a happy birthday. Helen, Barry and Leah were on to me to remind me. Ah, the lovely Aidan Murphy. Interviewed him a number of times. Great friend of the boys on the breakfast show as well. Aidan, the balloon man, died three years ago today and it's his anniversary and we want to remember him today and uh, think of him at this time. And uh, just finally there, for my dad, Patrick Gonley, who just got home from hospital and is delighted to be listening to you there on LMFM Radio from his home in Dundalk. Patrick 
Good to hear from you today and uh, good wishes for all of you. I love this one. Hope you love it too. It's Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper and Shallow. Sorry about that, folks. I was here just uh, doing my homework behind the scenes, as I'm always doing. I never realised it ended so quickly. Yeah, that's shallow there from uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. There you are. You can be caught on the hop as well, trying to do your best. But that's the way it is. You're all only human. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Friday afternoon. Final Friday of the month, 1st of March and Monday and looking forward to the new month indeed and beyond. Still to come on Late Lunch today, I conclude the Adele story with a wonderful song as well. And Leon Blanche, yes, we have the Six Nations and Premier League to look forward to. But before all of that, it's news, weather and sport at three. Mary's been in touch to say Gabrielle and Paddy Heaney are lovely neighbours. They live in College Rise in Drogheda and she wanted to say hello to them because they're celebrating both at this time. Happy birthday. Teresa Farrell, it's late, she says, but never late. Lovely pictures of snowdrops in her mammy's garden. And yes, Nigel, you're right. Uh, we had Lady Gaga uh, shallow before the uh, break there. Her dogs were stolen last evening and the person walking them was shot. And I think there's a ransom now they're looking for for the dogs. Isn't it terrible? It really is. Now, the riddle. Here's your riddle. I must throw, I'll must throw you a riddle each Friday on the show. See how you get on. We began today with this one. What begins with an E and only contains one letter. The answer is an envelope. And loads of people got it right. They did indeed. Well, I have a snood in a lovely LMFM multi-use mug, both going to Elizabeth Bashford and Septa Shepherd. Well done to both of you. They'll be in the post shortly. Enjoy. Keep warm and enjoy your drinks from them. Now, the Adele story, I'm uh, wrapping it up today. Adele's career has been a topsy-turvy affair with her personal problems and demons seeing her disappear off the music scene for long stretches and at times when she could have capitalised even more on her fame and popularity. Perhaps, like all who are blessed with talent and genius, there's a propensity towards volatility in one's makeup. Politically, she's a supporter of the Labour Party in the UK and for her sins, she's a Spurs fan. <laughs> and I'm a gooner, of course. In 2018, Adele became an ordained minister of the Universal Church of Life to officiate at our best friend Alan Carr's wedding. She's a big supporter of numerous charities, renowned for her philanthropy. Once a fulsome woman, Adele has been on a weight loss programme in recent times, shedding an incredible seven stone. Hard to believe, but it's 2015 since she released her last song, and we await with anticipation her new album, 31. In the meantime, here she is with probably the best title song ever from a Bond movie. I love James Bond. I love his movies. I have every one of them on DVD. And that's the theme from Skyfall. Rounding off our Adele story on Late Lunch this week with a brilliant Bond theme. Probably the best ever now, I'd have to say, in my book. And, of course, we await her next album, 31, which we hope will be released this year from Adele. And the new James Bond movie was to have come out in 2020, is coming, we believe, later this year. No Time to Die with Daniel Craig's final Bond movie. Who will be the new Bond? Who would you like to see as the new Bond? We'll start thinking about that over the weekend. Anyway, there will be a new one for the movie after No Time to Die. Who will it be? It can't be a Mrs Bond. 
James Bond is male. End of story. No debate. Full stop. Let's not have that one because when I read the uh, story today about Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, you know those toys? They're going gender neutral. The company that makes the popular plastic toy announced today, Hasbro, said it was dropping the honorifics from the Spud's name to promote gender equality and inclusion. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. But sometimes things shouldn't change. James Bond is a man and should always be a man. But from later this year, the toy launched almost 70 years ago will be known simply as Potato Head. In my day, they were known as Spud, especially if they were Morphys. And we didn't know a lot different. God almighty. Did we know who we were back then or what were we or who are we? But there you go. That's a different era, different time and times have moved on and for the better as well. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. We finish off the week on the show as is our want with a look ahead to a big weekend in sport with Leon Blanche next. Friday, same time every week. He joins us on Late Lunch to preview the big weekend in sport. I'm delighted to say hello again this afternoon to Leon Blanche, Communications Manager with Boyle Sports. Let's begin, Leon, with the Six Nations. One game off, but there are two going ahead. Let's start with Ireland first. They've gone close in their first couple of games without winning. They're in Italy, but this is certainly for manager Farrell and Ireland a pivotal game. Yeah, look, it is a pivotal game, Jerry. I think, you know, honestly, looking at Ireland, I think... I think now is the time, um, even in this Six Nations campaign, I know the likes of Johnny Sexton is coming back, which is a big boost, obviously, for any international side. But I want to see what do we have um, coming through. I thought some of the guys that came in against France, they performed really, really well. We were quite unlucky against the French. Um, That was a really good performance, Jerry. I mean, look, we nearly had a try. We were only inches away, um, unfortunately, uh, his foot hit the line, but I just think we need to see what's the backup, and we need to start blooding more and more young players through um, to finally go on and start for the senior side. Because I know Farrell's under a bit of pressure. We've lost very close games against Wales. We've lost a close game against the French. So it's an interesting game. We'll win it, Jerry. We'll win it comfortably. But I don't think we're going to be in Italy by 24 points or more. I don't think there'll be a big margin in the second game. Could be wrong, but unbeaten Wales up against England, who've lost one so far. But this clash is eagerly awaited. I mean, if Wales can win this, they will obviously have won the Triple Crown because they'll have defeated Ireland, Scotland and England back to back. And it's a massive game. And Wales are going in as underdog, Jerry, And I'm sure they'll be quietly happy with that. Courtney Laws is a big injury uh, for England. He's out for the remainder of the Six Nations campaign. Um, the Welsh, they haven't been ultra pretty, but they've got the job done. I think you and I spoke about the Scotland game. We said it'd only be a kick of a ball uh, between the two teams. And I think even in this match, there's no love lost here, Jerry amongst the management side and the players. And Wales will quietly fancy this. I don't know who's going to win it. I think it's going to be tight. England England try and nullify any side that tries to play in an open game of rugby. They are well drilled by Eddie Jones. You've got to give credit where it's due. Every man knows, knows their role within the team. However, this Welsh side, they're coming into it and there's a lot on the line to win a triple crown. I can't remember the exact year that the last time Wales did it, but they're six-point underdogs at home. And for me, if I was looking to have a little tutter on this game, I'd be taking the Welsh plus six. 
because I think this is going to be a very close game once again. There's not a lot, really, when you look at Ireland, England, Scotland and Wales, there's not a lot separating the four sides. You could even throw the French into that too. It's a very closely fought Six Nations Championship. Unfortunately, from our perspective, we've come out on the wrong side of two close games. Wales have come out on the right side, but I just think plus six, that gives you a nice little bit of breathing space. Looking forward to it immensely myself. Now let's switch to soccer and the Premier League. We've selected the two big games of the weekend. The juggernaut Manchester City rolls on in the league and in Europe during the week. But they won't have it all their own way tomorrow. West Ham in a Champions League spot in the table now, going along nicely themselves. And in fact, if memory serves me right, Leon, it was a draw when they met at the London Stadium. Yeah, and you know something, David Moyes, you've got to give him an awful lot of credit in terms of, A, his recruitment of some players that have that have slotted in seamlessly. The likes of Kufal and Suchek uh, would come to mind straight away. He's made Mikel Antonio their main man up front, and he's done a really, really good job. But Manchester City, at the moment, they are on such a run. They're playing with such confidence. The squad that Pep Guardiola has at his disposal is just phenomenal. All the players are nearly back fit now. I think the only player who they're missing is Nate Naki, who they signed, obviously, for big money um, in the last kind of transfer window last summer. So I think Man City, even though West Ham are playing well, they will try and frustrate City. But the way City are just building momentum at the moment, they're not conceding goals, Jerry, And that's, that's the backbone to any side's success. I just think Man City will have too much for the Hammers. I don't think it's going to be a walkover, as you rightly said. But I do think City will extend their winning streak. And the pick of the rest is a big one. Chelsea against Manchester United chasing Champions League qualification, which is huge for any of the clubs who are not going to win the title. It's a mouth-watering tie as well. Oh, it really is. And, you know, these are the games where both of these clubs, they definitely need to be in the top four come the end of the season to try and attract a better calibre of player into the squad. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has done well. I mean, he got a lot of stick from a lot of people, but in fairness to him, uh, he seems to have found his kind of first 11. I still kind of question, would I pick Lindelof ahead of Eric Bailly? I'd probably go with Bailly because I think he's a better centre-half. But you kind of know how United are going to set up. They play the four at the back. They've got the two holding midfielders. And then it's up to the other four guys, the likes of Fernandes, the Rashfords, and the Cavani's, the Martial's, let them go and do their thing. On the other hand, Thomas Tuchel has had a really positive start to his uh, Chelsea managerial career. A huge win the other night in the Champions League away against Atletico Madrid. A big result there because Atletico Madrid, they have gone off the boil a little bit in Spain, but it was still a huge win to keep a clean sheet and come away with that away goal puts Chelsea in a very strong position in that tie. I look at this game and I say to myself, who needs to win it more? And you'd probably say Chelsea. But they don't score a lot and they don't concede a lot. We've all seen Manchester United. They have had problems at Old Trafford this season without any fans. And Chelsea look a big price here, Jerry, at 9-4. to four. I don't really see them being, or why they should be, that big a price. Especially the way Tuchel has come in. He's changed out a couple of players that were starting for Lampard. He's brought back the likes of Marcus Alonso, the Callum Hudson, the Doy, the Jorginhos. They weren't getting much game time under Lampard, but they certainly are under Tuchel. So this is going to be a really intriguing game. I don't think it's going to be a great watch in terms of open, flowing, expansing football. 
but I just have a feeling Chelsea, the way they're going along at the moment, they might just nick a 1-0 or a 2-1. And um, we do have a great offer. It's a free bet if your bet loses. I think this one could go either way. It's up to a tenner. But for me, I'm just going to go with Chelsea, Jerry, just to nick this game by the odd goal. Until this time next week, Leon Blanche, Communications Manager, Boyle Sports. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, Jerry. Yes, and I hope you all have a great weekend too. Hot off the press, Grace finally ousts Emily as the top name for a baby girl in Ireland last year. New additions in the top 10 for boys include Finn, Fionn and Harry. Sonny was the only new entrant into the top 100 for boys, but there were seven new entrants in 2020 in uh, most popular girls' names. Seven new into the top 100. They included Penny, Luna, Cora and Fia. So the top five for boys 2020. Number one, Jack, James, Noah, Daniel and Connor. And for girls, Grace in at number one, Fia Emily dropping to three. Fourth popular was Sophie. And fifth, Ava. That's A-V-A. So that's just hot off the press. Names for boys and girls who were uh, christened in Ireland over the uh, year 2020. A year we'll never forget. That's a lot on Late Lunch for another week. Let me say a big thank you to my producer, Louise Walsh. Couldn't do this without her. To Eamon Doyle, who's been with me during the week, guiding the ship safely here each day. Thanks, Eamon. To all our guests who joined us over the uh, five days and to you our listeners who join in on the fun and more besides on the show I do appreciate you Ed, Eddie's going next with a wonderful drive for you to take you into the weekend we'll be back on Monday with a brand new week of late lunch first of March beware the Ides of March not on late lunch see you Monday The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda Dundalk and Cavan Our service departments are open with all HSC and government guidelines in place to keep you and our staff safe Sales are click and deliver only through our website blackstonemotors.ie Stay safe from Blackstone Motors It's that time of the year Your vacation is coming up You can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.